Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm, I know Wes is familiar with this. I don't know if you are, but there's a John MacArthur video out there. Um, and he's essentially talking about how there's a lot that our human minds can't understand. And one of the things he, he asked was, who wrote Romans? Yeah. And then it, the, the guy answers that. You, you yeah. asked me the questions that I'll answer sort of how he did Yeah, it. so he's behind the pulpit, and he says, who wrote Romans? Paul. It, or the Holy Spirit. Yeah, was it the Holy right. Spirit? Was it Paul? And it's like, there's more to that question, and I think there's a lot that we can't explain there. It is complicated. And then uh, this is the main point. The question he asked was, who lives your Christian walk? <laughs> me or Christ who yeah. lives within me? Like Right. Uh, and that's, a, that's a funny question. Who's responsible for their sin? Me. Yeah. Period. If I do good, it's because of God. Yeah. If I do bad, it's because of me. Well, it's funny because when he says who lives your Christian walk, he pauses for a second, and he's like, you know, blame God for the state of your Christian walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, so good. Yeah, and uh, th- that is that is a complicated question because I think the Spirit lives your Christian walk and you live your Christian walk. And that, that brings me to a point that I should have already been open to. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. If I read this more, I'd be able to flip to it faster. <laughs> Um, or just have it memorized. Yeah. yeah, so Galatians 5. Do you notice that you're the only one that has to have a Bible? Not, notice I didn't say have wow. a Bible. I said has to because yeah. I got it all right here. Steel trap, baby. Okay. Steel trap. Um, so this is this is one of my favorite verses, um, especially as of recently. Um, well, this is awkward. Uh, yeah, okay. So this is Galatians 5, verse 17. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so you may not do the things that you please. And that goes back to the question John MacArthur asks about who lives your Christian walk. That right, that right there says the spirit is battling the flesh, mm-hmm. and the flesh is battling the spirit. And what we talked about, Which I think, is, last week about mm-hmm. flesh, flesh is our human desires. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily, not all flesh is bad. All bad is flesh, but not all flesh is bad. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, so that's a, a common term that a lot of people probably heard that would fit that perfectly is spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. um, which we're not going to focus this whole episode on spiritual warfare. I think that this episode, given that it's the what? Discern- discernment series. Yeah, which I, I, I'm just getting sick of saying the word discernment. So oh, okay. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm tired of hearing yeah. you say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so given that it's that series, I think that um, this one, we're really going to emphasize the importance of the Spirit in your spiritual walk. I'll say discernment, and then that leaves you free to make up other words. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, yeah and then so, I can point them out to you on later episodes. Yeah, after the episodes air. <laughs> after after out. they air, and it's Perfect. like, yeah. you know, like the one that came out today when you said something about a, a ravenous wolf. <laughs> I'm like... Ravenous. Those are flying moves. That was, meant, that was the, yeah, the false... I think that's the... <laughs> ravens. The, ravens. False, the false teachers false episode. False teachers episode. <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I think he I meant know, ravenous. Yeah, but, I, I can't doubt you because I know that's exactly how I would say that word yeah. if I saw it right now. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then he said, Ephesus. Ephesus. The, the, he was talking to the Ephesus. Oh, I said Ephesus. Ephesus. Oh, I did. That's, that's still weird. Ephesus. Ephesus. I didn't pick up on that Ephesus. Anyway. I'm bad. Discernment. Because I was talking about how Paul was writing to Timothy who was... Remain right. on that. Well, Ephesus. you read it. Yeah, and yeah. You just said I read Ephesus or something like that. I don't know. What Ephesus. It is. And you may make up I words. I know what it is. No, that's Ephesus not what you said. Is what I said. I said yeah, Ephesus. Like okay. That. Anyways, we need to quit arguing about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, completely yeah. useless. Yeah. 
So this is John 14, verse 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it doesn't does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. And then it goes on in the chapter to verse 25. Jesus told his disciples, These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you, but the helper, which we just mentioned previously in the chapter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I've said to you. And right there, he's introducing the concept that we will rely on the Spirit, or what he's also calling the helper with a capital H, and then the capital S, Spirit, Holy Spirit. So the Spirit will not only be with us, but will dwell in us. And I think that a common misconception that we have is that the Spirit just kind of magically, I guess, fills a room, like as a void, or like an an it, and not a he. Right. And the Spirit is God. And it's not just an it or an object, it's he, it's God that dwells within us. And then once the Spirit does dwell within you at salvation, then you see spiritual gifts, um, Such the fruits as, of the Spirit. Spiritual yeah. gifts, uh, I believe, is 1 Corinthians 12. Um, the, discernment. Discernment. The, 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 yeah, discernment, teaching, spiritual gift, teaching, prophecy, um, exhortation, exhortation, edification, yes. exhortation being like encouragement. Right. Um, so yeah, once the Spirit indwells within you, then you have these things like the fruits of the Spirit and um, spiritual gifts and stuff like that. Well, you know, if you back it up, um, uh, or no, no, move forward to John 15, you know, he talks about I am the vine and you are the branches. Mm-hmm. So if you're a part of the vine, if you're a part of Jesus, you will bear fruit. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that fruit? You know, I think we see that in Galatians, and it says, you know, that's uh, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, uh, mm-hmm. goodness, self-control. Yeah, faithfulness. Uh, I've got a... We did a... When I was in eighth grade, we, I had this teacher that had... Um, I forgot what he calls them, uh, but it was they were his virtues or whatever. And anyway, he had a bunch of them, and a lot of them were the fruits of the Spirit. But mm-hmm. then he had like... Don't clown around with electricity and stuff like that. Anyway, I had remembered that for years, and mm-hmm. I always, I always get confused with the fruits of the spirit. And yeah, you just mentioned the fruits of the spirit, and that's important because again, you can't have the fruits of the spirit until the spirit dwells within you. And so, how does the spirit become and dwell within you? Because as the New Testament church, that's something that the Old Testament church didn't have. Um, that's why you hear God audibly a lot more in the Old Testament versus now. We have a conviction as a result of the Spirit indwelling within us, and so now you do now. But just, sometimes I would just love a good audible voice, right? You know? Yeah, nice. that would be nice. Um, you know, I, I want to be clear on something because it does talk about God's Spirit, right? You know, like went over David or whatever, did these different things. Yeah, that's different than what's happening now with the Holy Spirit. Part of being, you know, attached to the vine is we bear fruit. Part of being attached to the Holy Spirit is we bear fruit. That's just that's just how it is. It's a result of being mm-hmm. connected. Um, you know, a lot of people, they try to grow their fruit without trying to be connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. Or they try to grow their fruit, their, their, their uh, fruits of the Spirit, without the Spirit. And, and you, can't, you can't do that. It's not a, it's not a, okay, I really, really, really want these fruits of the Spirit, so I'm going to work on them. Love, joy, peace, patience, guys, you know, and so on. Um, and you could try all you want, but that will not connect you to the Spirit. Uh, so, Wes, you just took it back to Galatians 5, which is what I read earlier, the battle between the Spirit and the flesh. And in that chapter, like you just said, it mentions 
the roots of the flesh, like the things out of the flesh, mm-hmm. and then it mentions the fruits of the spirit. Right. And the the flesh and the spirit is in a constant battle. Yep. And that, as a Christian, when we feel convicted, a true conviction of our sin is from the spirit. And you may say, well, uh, somebody is not indwelled with the spirit, so an unbeliever, whenever, how do they know between right and wrong? How do they know that murder is wrong? And it's that's not a conviction from the Holy Spirit. That's just their own their own scope of well, morality, their, their own personal morality, right? Um, you know, which which actually makes a problem if you know we as human beings require an objective morality. Mm-hmm. If if it's to ourselves, or even if it's to you know, uh, I've heard people say like. Oh, you know, it's got to, if, if most people think that's right, then it's okay. You know, it's like, okay, well, depending on the community that you're in, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. there were a lot of people that did a lot of bad things that felt like it was the right thing to do. Let's purge mm-hmm. the earth of all these awful people, you know, like, yeah. uh, they did that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because there's consensus doesn't mean that's right. Um, right. We actually need, and if it can't go with the feels good because, you know, there's, Plenty of times that it would feel good for me to do something that's really bad. You know, we need objective morality and we have that with God. That goes straight back to John 14, what I read earlier. And it's also in 1 Corinthians uh, somewhere in there, which I believe we also read a while back. The natural man doesn't understand the ways of the Spirit. And Mm -hmm. so when you're an unbeliever, you haven't had an encounter with the Spirit or the Spirit hasn't indwelled in you, um, then... You don't understand that. You know, that sometimes it's hard not... Like when you're evangelizing, you have to understand that you can't call their soul out with your voice. Right. You present the gospel, the Spirit does the work. And that goes right back to what I was about to read. Um, John 6, 44, no one can come... Jesus was saying, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. Um, and I will raise him up on the last day. You cannot come to the Father. You cannot come to Jesus unless the Father draws you. Right, which is why it's, you know, a, a lot of people are, it's like, you know, what is what is my will, you know, um, and, you know, I want God, so I'm going to go after him. It's like, mm. you know, if you read Romans 3, you know, he uh, quotes um, some Old Testament, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, but essentially it says that, um, you know, no one is righteous, not even mm. one. No one is good. Uh, no one seeks God. Mm. Uh, the only if, if you feel like you're seeking God right now, it's because he sought you out. He mm-hmm. came after you. You're dead in your sins. You, you didn't do nothing. Now, did you receive him? Absolutely. Did you make that choice? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was God that came to you, not the other mm-hmm. way around. First Timothy 2, 3, this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, verse 4, who desires all men to be saved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that is God's desire. That is God's will. Um, and like you just said earlier, salvation isn't... Uh, Salvation is my will or God's will. And when you reject God, that's your own will. That's your yep. own sin. That's your own depravity. And like in Romans 1, he is, Paul established, we are without excuse because God revealed himself through creation. Um, and our sinful nature and as a result, death is because of us. Yep. And when we go to hell, it's not because of God. It's because of us. Um, we are without excuse because they knew God but yet they didn't honor him as God or give thanks, but became futile in their speculations and their foolish hearts were darkened. Romans 1. And so that all goes back to how we rely on the Spirit in our spiritual walks because first 
it draws you to salvation. And that's a huge fear I have these days is there's a lot of salvations going on and there was no spiritual drawing or spiritual conviction. Well, you don't, we don't know. Yeah. Right. And you can tell by the fruits, which that's something later on down the road from that point that, you know. Well, hold up. So when it says uh, you'll know them by their fruits, them is specifically false False teachers. prophecy, yeah. You'll know them by their fruits. Not right. necessarily Christians. Right. Uh, now, he'll say, you know, you'll know that you're my disciples by the way you love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it talks about that, uh, but not the other way around. Well, in John 15, like, I'm the vine, you're the branches, the true vine, and then, you know, um, that's another way you can tell. But anyways, um, the, the term that I had never heard until I met you was peer pressure proclamation. <laughs> I'll let you kind of talk about what that is. Um, so that's when, and this is just something that I've observed over the years, is where you have a couple things happen. You may be in service and they're doing an altar call or something, and you know you got your little buddy next to you, and you know they're not saying like, "Hey man, go forward, I'll go with you." You know, like not even knowing if they're struggling with anything or if they're praying about anything or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also the people that you know they grow up in church and they you know they saw that guy go down the aisle and that guy. Okay, I'm in third grade. Everybody in my class has gone down there. I better go. And then they go and they based on peer pressure they go because it's the cultural norm of the church you know well and mm-hmm. didn't you share the story a few weeks back about being in VBS yep and following up with the kids who made decisions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not yet, that we were we weren't questioning no you just wanted to make like hey let's just make sure you understand this let's and then when you ask them way. why they came forward it's like well you told us to <laughs> right we raised our hands because you told us to raise our hands like <laughs> I think like, okay a, and then well, we didn't stop there but like we shared the gospel with right. them again and and saw if they and we didn't make the judgment or anything and we didn't push for a decision where in the bible do you see anybody push for a decision or ask well, jesus, for a decision we've talked Nowhere. about that jesus Not turned once. him away you know yeah he did uh, jesus drew us drew a huge crowd and then all of a sudden he like pushes him away and it's like mm-hmm. kind of funny to read that and like i, I mentioned a couple episodes ago I, i'm wrapping up radical by david platt right yeah. now and he talks about how uh david platt at the very beginning he mentions how he is the pastor of a huge church but yet his model teacher is somebody that had 12 disciples mm-hmm yeah, and that's just that's that's true. And Jesus pushed people away whenever he had drew a huge crowd, and he said, "Eat my flesh and drink my blood." And that's not really that enticing of an offer, <laughs> you know. Uh, but well, into those hey, ears, Jesus, that why don't would you have, clarify that for him? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think I will. <laughs> to the ears of the people that were hearing that, "Eat my flesh and drink my blood," to them that was probably just you know blasphemy, sacrilege. Right. It's like I'm. What? Well, it was because it was cannibalism to them. Right. They didn't yeah. realize that he was speaking, you know, figuratively, not, yeah. literally. And they were the legalistic Pharisees, so, you know. You know, with with the spirit, you know, um, I think that in, in discernment. So I've been teaching for years, and I've watched students over the years that you'll see you'll see some that understand certain concepts. Now, now some of the deeper ones. That's not what I'm talking about, but. If you're not able to understand some of the basic concepts, it may be because you don't have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to make anybody doubt their salvation. Like, listen, there's plenty of stuff that you're not going to understand, okay? There's plenty of stuff I don't understand. Um, but when you're missing some of the basics, you know, when you're reading the Bible and everything's just very confusing to you, it may be that you don't have the Holy Spirit, you know? And, you know, if that concerns you, ask yourself, who's discipling me right now? 
Who's pouring into me? Who's teaching me this stuff? And if the answer is no one or you can't think of anybody, then you better go back out and go find somebody <laughs> to teach you these things. Well, and that's one of the things if people are struggling with those, um, that's one of the things we're here for. They can reach out, contact us on the website. I know you guys, we have a social media presence that you all look at. So, I mean, there are resources yeah. out there. Yeah, send it to us, ask us questions. You know, we'd be glad just to even pray for you. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I don't want to touch on that. Was a good, that was a good point. Um, how about you? How you might not have the spirit if you don't understand the basic concepts. Mm-hmm. But, like, for me personally, I've been indwelled with the spirit for years, but there's a lot of concepts that I'm just now getting. Exactly. And that that is more growth. Yeah. Now, if I didn't understand the I gospel, that might be a little because different. we're all church people here raised in church. When you say indwell, you basically mean indwell what? like the spirit within my heart. Right. Yeah. Like just like in John 14, not only is the spirit the helper, as Jesus was saying, going to be with you, but he will be in you. Right. And I've, I've been in, I, the spirit has been in me for years, but there's a lot of concepts that I'm just now getting. And, and, and I see a lot of people around me don't get it. That's maturity. not what we're talking about. Yeah. And growth. So like, right. If you're always in, you know, you're you're doing a Bible study or whatever, and you're always just like, I don't get that. And if that happens all the time, mm-hmm. then you should probably think, mm, I wonder if I have the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is what gives us what what gives us access to his word and what it means. Yep. That is the only way we could possibly know. The capital H helper. Right. Um and I again, this is another great connection here. I've been studying Corinthians recently, and this is one of my favorite verses right here, which I feel like I say that about literally everything I read at this point. I like like every yeah. single verse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for a few. <laughs> this is my favorite. And this one, um, and this one, and this one, and this one. Okay, I do so, that all the time. Like, my favorite book of the Bible yeah. is John. No, wait, Romans. So right, no, Galatians. Yeah, right, at the be- yeah, right at the beginning of the, the whip cracking that Paul's given Corinth, he says, this is Corinthians 1, 17. Paul said, Which for Christ. Corinthians, first or second? First, first Corinthians 1, 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not in cleverness of speech, so the cross of Christ would not be made void. And then verse 18, for the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And there it is right there. Exactly Mm -hmm. what I was just saying, Mm -hmm. that um, it's the power of God that we understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, let's let's think of the concept of the gospel. Is um, hey, I know you don't deserve this. You're a dirty, rotten sinner, and you know you absolutely deserve hell. But God is going to save you, and all you have to do is believe that He completely forgives you of your sin. Really? What? That doesn't happen anywhere on the planet Earth. <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. if you do something wrong, you should be punished for that. You know, mm-hmm. the, the gospel doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only understand it if you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and it's it's funny because the rest of that chapter, I'll just paraphrase, Paul destroyed the wisdom of man. He said, mm-hmm. verse 20, Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of the world? Yep. Our wisdom relies on the Spirit, true wisdom, that is, because earthly right. wisdom, although we may call it that, isn't true wisdom, as this is saying. And Paul did not... Paul established that the word of the cross or the gospel was foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us it is the power of God. Well, and you look all through Scripture and you see that um, God tends to do the opposite of what mm. you think should happen. Okay, so uh, <laughs> look at the Old Testament. 
So they had, you know, that's the firstborn. The firstborn's got to get it. Okay, so you got Abraham, you got um, uh, Ishmael, and then you got Isaac. You know, now Ishmael was the um, son of the slave uh, versus the son of the free woman. Okay, fine. Okay, we'll give him that. It's like, all right, God, I get you, you know. But then you got Jacob and Esau. Uh, and then you see how it happens. Like, you know, God says the older will serve the younger. Um, and, and, and what do you see? Jacob is the younger, Esau is the older, and what happens? You know, Esau comes in, you know, and uh, and he comes in and he says, "Oh man, I'm just so starving. I need some stew, man. Give me some of that. Give me some of that stuff." And you know, so and then uh, Jacob says, uh, "Sell me your birthright." You know, so it's like you got two issues here. One of them's kind of a moron, and the other one's kind of just a jerk. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, and then later you go down the road a little bit more, and then you find that. Um, uh, Isaac is about to bless Esau, and Rebecca says, you know, and I'm like, this is totally wrong. Like, it doesn't really say anything bad about it, but it's totally wrong. And, uh, you know, Rebecca says, hey, uh, he's going to, Jacob, he's going to give Esau his blessing. You need to go in there, and, you know, we'll make him smell like him. I'll make him a pot of stew or whatever, and and then uh, we'll, we'll give it to him, and then he'll bless you instead of Esau. And then he blesses him, and then Esau just hates his brother for years until he comes back, and then they, they reconcile. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the obvious thing would be like, dude, why not give it to Esau? You know, that made more sense, Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at Gideon. You know, God's like, ah, you got too many people. <laughs> like, you're gonna have to narrow that down. You know, and then he narrows it down. And he's like, yeah, you still got too many people. Ah, three hundred. I think that's good. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, they're outnumbering it. Oh, sure. Going oh. up against how many thousands yeah. of Philistines? And then he says, oh, oh, those weapons? No, 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 no. Leave that. Uh, you know, you will not need them. Thanks, Yoda. Uh, you know, here, here's a here's a pitcher and a and a trumpet. You know, take take that. Wait, Lord. Okay. You've dwindled us down, and you've taken away our weapons and given us a pot and a horn. Are we on the same page here, Lord? You know, I mean, you see that all through Scripture. I mean, the wisdom would have said, absolutely not. Take all those men. Why would you get rid of them? You know, um, and, and how many times do we deal with those things in our lives? We do things that are seemingly stupid to the world. Why would you do that? That's foolish. You know, and it's like... I don't care. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, I got I got a summer of 2021. Right. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> s- several years ago, um, I, I felt like I needed to, to move. And a- anyway, um, I was not pursuing ministry. I was pursuing music at the time. And I just, I was, I was reading the gospel of Matthew and I was really broken about where I was in life. And God just revealed it to me and basically said, um, you're going into ministry. I want you to move to Pensacola. I want you to um, find Eric Miracle. Um, I knew the guy like hardly. Okay, he was the um, he was the high school pastor at the church that I was at when I didn't even go there. Like I was I was in, in high school at the time, but I had right. moved out. And anyway, I just God was like, go to Eric Miracle and do whatever he says. Hmm. And that's what I did. And I'll never forget this. That's interesting because. Yeah that's kind of when I when I was called into ministry, it was a specific person. Yeah. It's like, this is what weird? you're going to do, and this guy <laughs> right here standing next to you is going to help you help you do See, that. I didn't even know the guy. I don't know if you did. It was the first time I'd met him in person. Oh, that's funny. I had listened to his music I, oh. maybe like six <laughs> months before yeah. before then. Well, so... So now, 
when God calls you into ministry, or it, <laughs> maybe he already has, and gave you a name of somebody. <laughs> I mean, that just that's cool that yeah. we both were called and, like, and given a specific name of right. a person. To <laughs> it's almost out. like God has vessels or something like that. That should be <laughs> in the Bible somewhere. Well, so let me, let me finish the story really quick. Um, no. So I was in transition. And I had to I had to switch schools. So I was under scholarship at this one school. You cannot apply for another. Like, I had to deny my scholarship first before I applied for another school. Otherwise, I would be breaching contract. So I dropped that. Three or $4,000 scholarship. You know, cool, whatever. <laughs> Which this is in, like, the 50s. So that's a lot of money. Wow. I'm pretty sure this was, like, 2010. 2009, 2010. <laughs> and, you know, God, God says, okay, you're going, going to go here. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go to UWF, and I'm going to finish my degree out, and then I'm going to go to seminary, and I'm going to follow this guy, Eric. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. And um, anyway, I get there, and I start I'm – in, I'm in a Sunday school class, and we're just kind of talking in there, and I've been thinking. So I've always been kind of a have a backup plan kind of guy. You know, so I had plan A, which was what God wants me to do, but in case I was wrong and didn't understand God or, you know. Yes, uh, God was I, wrong. I had my backup. So – because I didn't want to lose my financial aid, yeah. which was basically how I survived. In case and God was wrong, lived. Yeah. Um, I, I I held on to the previous school, not the scholarship. I already drew that out, but I I went ahead and had classes just in case, so I wouldn't lose that. And that how did that money. work out for you holding on I'm to, to? I'm about to tell you to something, even though God had clearly told you <laughs> not. Well, I, I'm going to tell you. Okay. So. Um, so on the edge of my seat. So then I've got, I've got, I haven't been accepted into this new university yet. Okay, and I'm having issues. Uh, God's telling me, I, I just get this weird feeling. It's a really stupid idea. Delete the classes. Why? Why would I do that, Lord? Like, oh, it, seriously. Like, God, if if your plan is as good as you say it is, like. You know, and if I'm right about what you're saying, Lord, this should work out. So, what's wrong with me having a backup plan, Lord? You know, you're not, uh, are you not confident in your plan? You know, <laughs> those weren't necessarily my thoughts, but those are just kind of some funny uh, things to to think about. And anyway, I told my mentor, I told Eric, and I said, "Hey, God's telling me to delete my classes. Seems kind of dumb, but I think you should do it." And he just encouraged me, and he said, "You, you know, if you feel like you have to pray over it and." If you feel like that's what God's telling you to do, then you better do it. I said, okay. And um, again, not accepted in this university. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know where how I'm going to like. I, I'm going to run out of money. Like uh, I had a I had a job and I just using financial aid to pay my rent and stuff. And um, anyway, so time goes on. It's probably the end of December. It's a little after Christmas. Still haven't heard from this new this new school. I'm like, all right, Lord. It's been like a month since I deleted those classes. You want to show up now? That'd be great. And uh, anyway, he, um, uh, he, he didn't. And I was just like, okay, Lord. So I called the university. It's like, hey, guys, um, just want to check. You know, you got my transcripts and everything. Can you tell me if I'm accepted or not? Oh, well, let me just see. Oh, sir, did you not get our letter? I'm sorry, you're not accepted at the University of West Florida. <laughs> my heart sank because I was scared out of my mind. I was like, where am I going to go? Where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? <laughs> like I was freaking out. And um, and I got on, I got off the phone. I jumped back online. And this was a, so this school had just started a football team, the, the school that I was in, that I was accepted to already. Mm -hmm. They had just started a football team. 
and it was their first year. Enrollment was booming. And um, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to get my classes. It was very likely that I wasn't going to get them, especially when classes start in like a week or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I signed up for classes and I barely get full time. I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Okay, I'm good. And I kind of rested for a second and I, and I chilled. And I was talking to a friend of mine and and I just, the Holy Spirit just kind of tugged at my heart again and says, Wes, delete the classes. Okay, Lord, are you listening to what just happened? Wes, delete the classes. It was clear as day to me. I knew what I was supposed to do, but I was like, Lord, they said no. I'm out. I need something to do. What am I going to do, Lord? And um, I deleted the classes again. It was it was so hard for me at the, at the time, you know, and uh, waited a little bit. And God just said, call him again. Lord, again, I know you were listening. <laughs> like they said, no. They said, you are not coming into this university. And the problem was my ACT score. I had a very low ACT score. And if you had so many college credit hours, you could bypass that, which I had. I had like 60-something hours, which 60 was the, the – but they weren't taking them. So I call the lady back, and, and she's getting real frustrated with me. She's like, sir, I have told you, you are not accepted to this university. I was like, will you please just humor me? Just double check my transcripts, please. I just knew, just check my transcripts. She goes and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You have history one and two, math one and two, and English one and two, and all this stuff. And like, and it doubled my credit hours. And she was like, well, congratulations. You're accepted to the University of West Florida. And I'm like, ah, dear Lord, thank you. <laughs> like, I was so scared out of my mind. And wisdom of the wise Guess what? Wisdom would have said, why would you delete those classes? Twice. You should have held onto those. Uh, like, way to tell why that would back. you be yeah. so dumb? <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, but you, you have plenty of times in the Bible where they tell them to do something that's seemingly stupid. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, they stone, um, they, they, they drag Paul out into the city, out of the city, and they stone him, presume him to be dead. Paul gets back up goes back into the same city and preaches the gospel, which is the reason they got stoned in the first place. Now, as I was saying... <laughs> yeah, right. Before I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> With your stones. Like. Go ahead. That's... Oh, he oh, was okay. joking about Paul, Well, as I was saying. I'm, I'm glad you tied that back to how the wisdom of man, which we just talked about, is God destroyed already in mm-hmm. in First Corinthians 1. Um the wisdom of man would have told you, keep those classes. Oh, yeah. And the spirit, which oftentimes seems to be saying crazy things. I'm a very logical guy. Yeah. That's like, not like me telling to you to do something <laughs> insane to what we would call yeah. it. Yeah. So it's the same spirit who said, quit your job, pack up everything that you own, <laughs> sell all this stuff, sell all this stuff, and move 300 miles away with no job and no place to live. And, and you still don't see the beauty in it yet. And that's okay. I don't. And you know what? Joe never think, saw. I think the beauty is unfolding, just to be is honest it? with you. Mm-hmm. Honestly, and you know, and we've talked about this before. Um, you know, if, if you haven't watched it, go back to the Mad at God episode. Episode it seven, like episode, I, I believe. Is it ten? I think it's I think it seven. 10. I think it's seven. All right, whatever. Anyway, the Mad at God episode, and, and Jeremy yeah. just kind of pours his heart out. And <laughs> honestly, you know, you renewed my spirit in the things that you were doing and the difficulties that you were going through. There were several concepts that you chose not to learn 
that I definitely like it. Like I, I took it all in. And, like I learned so much from your experience, and I know you're like, well, I wish I did. You know, <laughs> there are a few well, times I wish we had you had been in my in spot. both <laughs> in both the stories though. Your story in the Mad at God episode and your story just now. You both relied on the Spirit and not the wisdom of man. And you're okay. That is you, the role of the spirit. Have you gone? Uh, have you gone hungry? No. Have you paid all your car payments? Yes. Are you up to date on all your bills? Yes. Oh, didn't you pay off your taxes whenever you didn't have a, a job for six months? Oh yeah, you did. High five, Jesus. <laughs> Not Boom. Okay. So anyway, yeah. wisdom. He does a lot confi- of good stuff in like difficult situations. The Holy Spirit's amazing. Yes. And we don't rely on him enough. Let's read more about the Holy Spirit, Let's shall do we? First <clears throat> Corinthians. Chapter 2, in this particular passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul references back to the Old Testament. He says, well, this is not Paul. Uh, Actually, what is this? Uh, (laughs) Isaiah 64. He's quoting Isaiah. He's quoting Isaiah 64. Paul says, things which eye has not seen, eye is in like E-I-E-Y-E, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Then back to Paul, verse 10, for us, for to us, God revealed them through the spirit, for the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God, no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit, capital S, who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the Spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal section right yep. there, and especially the reference to Isaiah 64. Um, all this points back to the reliance upon the Spirit in your Christian walk. The Spirit converts you, convicts you, fruits of the Spirit, spiritual gifts, tells you to do crazy things, even when <laughs> the wisdom of the world or the wise yep. or the scribes would tell you not to do those it's things. It's definitely crazy according well, to the and world. That's what this is all boiling down to, we've been spending the last few weeks talking about discernment. Mm-hmm. And that is one of, I think, one of the fruits of the Spirit, having a Spirit-filled Well, it's a, it's a spiritual life. gift you know, and a, yeah. is being able like we to mentioned, discern. It's a discipline and a spiritual like, gift. Yeah. yeah. For Dis- years, you, you cannot discern without the spirit. The spirit, yeah, just like I just yeah. just read. For years, I've been uh, I've taught I've taught you know, and I've had people ask me you know how do how do you know how do you know it's God talking and not just me thinking? And that's a really good or question. Satan. That's a really yeah. What if that was Satan? You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think you necessarily have to worry about being Satan. I mean, one thing, the big thing is. If you feel like you heard God, go read go read the Bible and see if it contradicts anything. Number one, if it contradicts, then uh, probably wasn't God. But honestly, in my experience, deleting those classes is not something I ever would have thought of on my own. Like that was being just knowing myself. Like there's no way. Like I am a backup plan. I got backup plans for my backup plans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just the type of person I am. And God said. Throw your backup plan out (laughs) and trust me. And see, it's not the question of do we trust God, but do I trust myself to be able to discern that that was God? Well, and I was like, um, you know, I had a room full of comic books, Mm -hmm. memorabilia, 
And one of the first things, my first argument with God was, I can't do that. I can't afford it. And he's, and I'm sitting in there, he's looking around, he's like, yeah, you got a you whole got a room, room of gold, us. man. <laughs> Which and to I me, was, I'd have no problem. I'd be like, yeah, sell them. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this represented like 40 years yeah. of collecting. Yeah. And, um, so I, I started with, it's like, well, I don't really watch these DVDs. So let me just throw them out there and see if anybody wants them. They were sold within 30 minutes. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that was just a fluke. Let's try these <laughs> and see if anybody wants those. Gone. And it's like everything I put up there is like a f- throwing the fleece out every time. It's like, oh. That's awesome. So there's a God. <laughs> and he was telling yeah. me to do this. Yeah. So to kind of wrap this up, back to chapter two, before what I just read, Paul said, and once again, one of my favorites here, and my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of man, but the power of God. Mm. That's so good. Um, and that, again, is right back to our reliance on the spirit because our salvation doesn't rest on the wisdom of man, but the power of God. And this goes back to the fasting. You know, you don't know how to listen to the Holy Spirit? Start fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, and something I've been praying about lately, and God's convicting me of it, is I need to fast more. Uh, when I was in college, I about did it once a month. Like, I mean, just, it was on, it was like on every Tuesday and stuff, and it was so funny because, like, it was amazing. Every single time I fasted, it was going to be the fish fry night at the uh, BCM. I was like, damn it, Lord, come on. <laughs> like, let's fast tomorrow, please. Are you kidding me? Like, That'd be the no. day I fish fry? God, gross. Gross. Listen, I don't want to talk to you because we were in New York City and you wanted to eat McDonald's. You sicken me. That's true. <laughs> you sicken me. We were in Times Square. New York City Let me pizza, explain. And you're like, pizza's better. The tongue, no, like the heart, listen. wants what it wants. No, listen, let me explain to the, the listener or viewer. Um, Hopefully we were you've in, already turned it off. <laughs> yeah, we were in Times Square, and like me, being from Tennessee, I need my sweet tea or I get a headache mm. or I get deprived. And you got your sweet tea. I needed McDonald's because it was the only place in New York That's that fine. had sweet tea. You hence, got your sweet tea. Hence why they call it Southern-style sweet yep. tea. And you walked out and with I your happened sweet to tea. get a cheeseburger and no, chicken no, no, nuggets no, no, and fries no, 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 with no, no, it. Because no. it was a couple of hours <laughs> later. And it wasn't just you. It was every, almost everybody except for the adults and, like, Two of the students. And we went to this awesome Thai restaurant, like the best food I've ever had in my Dude, life. I was asleep. And you guys ate, you know, McDonald's and Burger Taco King Bell. or Taco Bell. Like, hey, are if you, you kidding me? If you take me to a Thai restaurant, I'm probably going to take a Happy Meal in with me. So Okay, but we didn't know we were going to go to Thai. We could have gone anywhere. We just decided to go to this Thai restaurant because I had a friend that had recommended it, and there was yeah. only a handful of supper. No, New York to pizza. The great people of Thailand, the cuisine is just not to my taste. New York pizza is the exact same, except bigger and you greasier. You cannot be any more ridiculous. It's the same. Comment below. Is New York pizza yeah, better? Yeah, go ahead. Comment below. We'll see two comments. We're going to have this nice hour-long discussion on the spirit and discernment, and the only comments are going to be about pizza. 
But I don't care what you say, you're both wrong because Chicago no, let's, deep let's dish pizza this, let's use this is the best. Let's use this to see who's made it this far into the podcast. Did you even hear what <laughs> I just said? If you hear this, listen. If you hear Watch this, listen comment. to the listener. Huge message here. If you hear my words right now, go on YouTube, whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple, whatever, go on YouTube and comment if New York pizza is better than normal pizza. If you've never had New York pizza, just comment. I've never had New York pizza. I'm going to see how many people have made it 50 minutes into let's this. Let's do it. I, okay. I'm New curious. York. Yeah, this is funny. <laughs> It's Chicago. Yeah, Chicago deep dish is Wait, the you best. You get a bullet in your pizza deep. with it. <laughs> I should <have> said <laughs> Wow. We would like to apologize. <laughs> to get a bullet in your pizza. That's why it's deep dish, man. Hey. You gotta be able to stop bullets. <laughs> I have a I have a get friend the of mine. Out, man. I have a friend of mine like who um, we're trying <laughs> to get on the podcast here in a few weeks. Uh, it's from Chicago, and when we worked together at a church uh, in Tennessee. All he would talk about is this one particular restaurant in Chicago and the deep dish pizza. Wait, have you ever had it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I, I was in Chicago, how many years ago? 2014, 12, 13, somewhere between 12 and 14. I was actually went to Chicago and we went to that particular restaurant the first day we were there. And we were there. We went back every single day just because it's deep dish, and you can have those pizzas shipped and delivered to you for a small fortune. What? But um, <laughs> and sometimes it might be worth it. Yeah. Do you have anything else? To I have nothing else to contribute okay. that would be worthwhile. Wes, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. So uh, to the viewer, I hope this was or the listener. The yeah, audience, the viewer, the audience, the listener, whatever you want to call yourself. However you are, however you identify, however what's you are our, consuming. What's this the DDS media. podcast fan base called? Like the I, don't I know. said what I said club or whatever. What are you talking about? Like every fan base has a name. We what haven't we haven't really I talked like about said, that. Something. And it's usually the fans who come up with the name. That's true. We'll let y'all comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, we hope that this episode was very edifying in the sense that you understand more about the Spirit, the role of the Spirit in salvation, the role of the Spirit in your Christian walk, and and bearing those fruits and um, all that stuff. So, and as always, you know, we're open to further discussion. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. Again, and go we may to have, the we website may have or, something, or we may have misspoke. Or, or you, you, know, you may something. you may have a question we didn't answer. Yeah, feel free to go on there and on on the social media or the website or whatever and ask questions or if you need counseling i know um west would love to talk to you and yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed this um we'll do again next week yep see you next week thank you thanks for listening for more information on dds faith ministries please visit our website at ddsfaith.org and follow us on social media thanks